Hey everyone, this is Dr. Tim Cummings. And this is Dr. Jess Cummings. And this is the Healthy Kansas City Podcast. Welcome back to the Healthy Kansas City Podcast, everybody. This is Dr. Tim. This week, I'm flying solo for the introduction. Dr. Jess is getting her workout in. We are really excited about this episode of the podcast. We are interviewing our friends, Dr. Frank and Regina Merritt. The Merritts founded Vitality Pro. You can find out more about their company at vitalityprousa.com. What we love about Frank and Regina, besides just the awesome awesome tests that they developed is the quality of people that they are and their vision for what healthcare should look like. And this conversation really goes into all aspects of what standard healthcare looks like and what the future of healthcare should look like as well and how those things can meld together to get the out best outcomes for people like you who are listening to our podcast. The other thing we wanted to mention is that you'll find in the show notes this week a special offer that Frank and Regina and Jess and I wanted to extend to our listeners. And that offer is for two Vitality Pro age assessments for the price of one. You can find out more details by clicking on the link in the show notes, and we hope you guys really enjoy this episode of the Healthy Kansas City Podcast. All right, guys, welcome to the Healthy Kansas City Podcast. And today we have Dr. Frank Merritt and his lovely wife, Regina Merritt. Um, Frank is a fantastic physician. He wrote the 17-hour fast. And Frank and Regina started Vitality Pro. So to our listeners today, we're super excited to have them on and for you to hear their story because it is phenomenal. So yeah, we're going to have some fun. Yep. too. So. <laughs> You're going to hear a lot of laughs. Frank and Regina, welcome. Thank you so much for your time. We love you guys to pieces. Um, you guys are amazing. So we'll let you take it from here and just share a little bit about your story, like where you guys are at today and why. All right. Hey, hey guys, back at you. We, we love you guys. Uh, you know, when, when y'all came down for uh, down to the beach and needed to write off your taxes, so you came to Vitality Pro. Uh, uh-huh. We did do that. <laughs> yeah, most most definitely. We're, you know, it's it's kind of like when we used to go. We used to have this thing at, at, in Hawaii that we got to actually we went to for initially, and then later on I started lecturing at. You know, I knew everybody. You know, nobody came to hear my lectures or any of the other lectures. They they came to Hawaii. And they needed the, you know, the, the, the CME. So real quick, I learned just to give everything in the outline and syllabus and be real quick because they wanted to go to come out <laughs> right the beach so, is calling man yeah the beach is calling so the you know but no we, we, you guys uh kindred spirits and we've we've just you know we've loved knowing you guys since then and um it's, it's a blessing to be with you guys honestly um so uh, regina pointed at me um so, so I, um, you get yeah, to tell so the story I'm, man yeah you know um the story is i and i'm an i'm an er doctor of uh 21 years of experience uh, this summer, and uh, and uh, I'm boarded in internal medicine, and uh, so being able to do that in large volume uh, ER trauma center type scenarios for uh, 20 plus years, so a lot of experience in that. My wife is a physical therapist, uh, like you guys. <laughs> there you yeah, go. There's, there's no offense, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's the brilliance, obviously, behind everything we do. And she never wants to put her name on anything, you know, and, uh, but uh, she's, you know, obviously 
we're a lot like you guys. We do everything together, and it's the yin and the yang. And sometimes it's a little bit of sass back and forth, but but uh, but it, it, it's part of the process where, where some of the best stuff comes out because we're together. And um, so, yeah, so I've been doing that. Regina's been a PT pretty much the same amount of time, or actually, you know, a year before maybe. Yeah. yeah. And so um, real quick, the story is, and if anybody wants to, um, you know, uh, read more about the story. We have a book called the 17 hour fast. It's on Amazon. Um, and it, it tells the story of our buddy, Jason, who was diagnosed with brain cancer at age uh, 30. So, uh, yeah, so he's diagnosed with brain cancer. He's a new lawyer. He's got his wife. They're expecting their first child and he passes out while working out. You know, he was an athlete in college and very athletic lifestyle. He passes out and goes for his normal MRI and it's not normal. It shows that he's got six months to live. Um, and, uh, one of the most aggressive forms of brain cancer. And, uh, the story is that, uh, you know, he got the best of medical care and, and you guys are very, you know, data and uh, based and, you know, scientific things, and, you know, and so the balance was he would did get the best of, you know, surgery, uh, radiation, chemo, et cetera. But, but the part that was lagging was, you know, the stuff that we all assume we know, which is nutrition and what kind of uh, lifestyle should we be living and stuff like that. And so what we did is we kind of, as, as the, uh, his wife looked for answers, she kind of came to me cause I'm a doctor and said, Hey, you know, what can we do? And the honest truth is I wasn't really trained in a lot in nutrition and stuff like that as a classic MD. So we started looking we thought the biggest the biggest benefit for him would actually be uh, implementing some, some uh, intermittent fasting. Now you got to remember this is 2002. This is way before the fasting boom uh, comes in. And, yeah, and they, absolutely. You know, yeah. So we had two mice studies, and uh, we um, saw that mice with cancer did a lot better when they fasted. And uh, I can get more into that if somebody really wants to know. But a lot of it's in the book. So we, we, we came up with 17 hour fast back in 2002. And I think, you know, because of all the great medical things, surgical things, I think because of his faith in God and his wonderful, loving wife and kids. Um, and I think a lot because of the fasting, the nutrition, everything kind of coupled together. Jason set a lot of records in the United States. He lived uh, over seven years, um, you know, after uh, several brain surgeries uh, where they took out part of his, you know, the cancer in part of his brain too. Uh, radiation would have damaged brain. Everybody said he won't be able to practice law. He practiced law until a month before he passed away in 2009. Mm. He had a lot of chemo, which, you know, can mess up the way you think. Uh, it can mess up your fertility. He fathered two children, which are our godchildren today. And um, he just lived a beautiful life. And That's before amazing. he, yeah, before he passed away in 2009, he, uh, Jason was never one of those kind of wanting, asking, need, needy type of people at all. But he did ask me to make a promise to take some of this information. I didn't understand what the promise meant at that time, but I, I said, yes, we will. And I didn't know that would be the last time I'd see Jason on this side of eternity. And um, so fast forward 2014, you know, you kind of promises get lost in a busy life and everything. Uh, we're in, on the North Shore of Hawaii for Pipeline Masters, where I'm helping with medical treatment and, and innovation with some people, some athletes. And we're sitting in the back of, uh, you, you know, the singer Jack Johnson. His We'd mm -hmm. stay with his, his mom and dad. They had a little side guest house, so we'd stay right there. And, um, and it was nice because we had a lot of people there, and I don't want to drop a bunch of names because that's, it's always tacky. But we had a lot of celebrities. So the funny thing is I'm telling the story about Jason, and it's actually – 
some of these celebrities that kind of asked me, Hey, what have you done? And I'm, and I'm kind of like, wow, it, it hadn't really done anything. So um, anyway, after about two months of praying, talking to Regina and everything else, it really, it really burned in my heart that I hadn't fulfilled a promise to Jason. So we, I took leave from full-time ER and she did from a PT and we decided to do a sabbatical uh, in 2015, summer 2015. Had no idea what that looked like, what, what we'd be doing. And we went back to Pepperdine University in Malibu where I'd done research as an, as an undergrad and a graduate, a graduate before I went to medical school. And we, we, we said goodbye to our nice coastal house in Panama City Beach, Florida that we just built, closed it up, and we went to live inside of a dorm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, eat and drink from plastic cups and <laughs> bowls and spoons and stuff like that. And, and you it guys was, had uh, kids too, yeah, right? We have two kids. We, we had two boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We yeah. had two little boys, and and it was really a magical summer. And I think you know, this is where I'll say kudos because Regina, you, you guys have heard me say this. I think that, and and I'll go ahead and just say this, and I'll get in trouble by my, some of my peers, but I, I don't mean this as a, as a criticism to physicians. I mean it as a compliment to what we can do, integrate it, working together. What I found out that summer working hand in hand with my wife, Regina, was she had a, she really had the concept and and more physical therapists or physios as they're called in other countries like Australia, New Zealand, and England had more of this functional integrative view of the patient. And I think that's because the, the patient is up moving around and interacting with you for, you know, 50 minutes for mm-hmm. a full session. Whereas as a doctor, they're sitting on a bench or a table and kind of more sedentary and, and we don't have that time. You know, we, we, we're, we're, we got to get in and out, see the next patient. So when I, when I got to work with Regina hand in hand for the first time in our whole marriage, I was like, wow, this is, there's, there's a lot of this picture. I, I don't feel like I've gotten to see, and maybe other doctors haven't got to see it either just because mm-hmm. of the construct of the medical field. Mm-hmm. We got to be in and out seeing patients. Y'all have to see patients for 50 minutes, you know, to, to, to even qualify. So it's, so you got the luxury of time. And, um, that's when we, that's when it, we started building algorithms. We started wanting to build, new modalities that we call it, um, new systems. Where, where are the weak links in, in, in people's health? Is it mobility? Is it breathing? Is it nutrition? Is it fasting, which is the lack of nutrition to prime the pump for, for the nutrition later? So we started asking all these ideas. And of course, it was great to, to work with um, a lot of professors, former professors that were brilliant at Pepperdine. We got to work with athletes that we had worked with before, known before. Um, you know, Laird Hamilton and Gabby Reese had us over to their house with their pool. And, you know, we, we got to see what they were making and interact with them and hopefully contribute something um, to, you know, they were building XPT, Extreme Performance Training, uh, mm-hmm. uh, their, their program. Um, you know, got to see a workout uh, with other people that I've told you about. I won't drop their name because they, they, someone passed out from holding their breath. <laughs> but, uh-huh. uh, but even, even though some of those people have been on the, the late shows and re- said those stories themselves, I don't want to, you know, I don't, even though they're not my patient, I don't want to violate HIPAA. Uh-huh. But it was a, it was a great summer. Um, it was, it was really like, like Jason was up in, in heaven kind of just bringing people in, like even if people just flew into Los Angeles by accident, we'd have a few days with them. Mm-hmm. Here's a PhD that's working on this. He, I'm able to tell him something I've seen before on the shoulder. He's able to tell us something on this. We, 
I learned about the field called mathematical modeling. I learned about statistics that I never knew about new statistics, you know, artificial intelligence playing a role in what we can do and how we can really magnify data. So it was really, really great summer. And out of that came the birth of this little company called Vitality Pro and if I knew it would go somewhere, I guess we would have taken a better name or something, right? <laughs> no, I like it. I, like it. <laughs> I love it, but you know, but you're and the yes, one that came up with the name. You're always the one that, you know, thinks you could have done better. Yeah. Yep. That, that, and yes, that, our kids were in tow the whole entire time. I guess they were seven and five. Yeah. yeah. It's, we it's, did it all together as a family. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, and it's and it's really funny because we we have we do now personally have and professionally have such a different view. Regina sees more of what I do as a physician and and, and the value of what physicians can do. I have more value. I I guess I would say this, and I, I openly say it on y'all's podcast, and maybe some doctors in y'all's area, and y'all can do this. But the patient wins when we all work together. And mm-hmm. if I you know, if I'm a doctor in primary care and I'm busy seeing patients and I can only do a sedentary kind of, you know, exam where, where the patient's not really stressed at all or moving at all, I would really, really adopt more of an Australian, New Zealand attitude as a physician and send almost all my patients to physical therapists for a good, you know, eval of 50 minutes because I'm not going to have time to walk around and see if they limp, if they, if they, if they shuffle their feet, et cetera, et cetera. Those mm-hmm. things that can really peg a diagnosis even better than MRIs and lab testing at times. And I'm going to have that physical therapist call me back and give me what they thought they saw in that evaluation. Cause you know, it's going to make me look, it's going to make me look better as a doctor, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. And so, yeah. So that we tell design. people that all the time that like, I love referring out because whether it's to a masseuse that I know, to a physician, to a dietitian, because my clients are like, Hey, that's what I needed. Or maybe they needed one of those modalities first before they came back to actually be successful in physical therapy. And like you said, it makes me look good as a provider. And I love my patients. I want the best for them, whether that's me treating them or somebody else treating them first or somebody else treating them because that's what they need more than they need me, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. That's the best well, we can give our clients is who needs them and who is their team. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and it does take it, it's going to take a team mm-hmm. um, mentality for that. You know, there is no I in, in team, but there is an I in win. As my, my <laughs> said. Uh, and and hopefully, the I that, hopefully the I that wins with a good team is the patient. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and that summer was the summer we started working on the, the Vitality Age test, which really kind of says, um, it, it kind of grades the different parts of the person. And, and, and it's the first phase. It's very, very basic compared to some others that we'll release. But, it, you know, it breaks down the person's performance, health and fitness. It's not just a fitness and performance test. It's a health test, too. You know, so how, how are their lungs functioning? Because it does have a, a few P, you know, PFT is a, I mean, PFT is a pulmonary function test in it. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it, how are the lungs? How's the cardiovascular? We always assume that the cardiovascular is good and the lungs are great. So we, it was that summer. We I, I got a really quick say that is not me. <laughs> and you, you know, this Frankie, some of my results. So we figured that out for people yeah. listening, Tim and I do this test. We learned this from Frank and Regina. So if you're local to Kansas city, you can have this done here at restore thrive. I don't mind sharing my results. It was scary. I consider myself in pretty good shape. Um, when I did that test with you guys, 
granted, I never sleep well when I'm not at home. So while we had a fantastic time with you guys. I slept awful in the hotel. So I had horrible sleep. Here come the excuses. I was jacked up on caffeine. <laughs> I came in. I remember, Regina, you're doing my resting heart rate. And I'm like, yeah, I've had how many cups of coffee? Like, this is me. <laughs> this is, I need to do this. And I've not had caffeine for several days. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to redo your test when you have no caffeine. I need to. I've been thinking about that because it's been two years since I had that done. I've been working on my lung health. Um, but that was the thing for me, totally, my pulmonary and lung, lung function was awful. I was 34 at the time. And what did I test out? Like 51 on one of those? I think it was my cardiovascular health. It wasn't pretty. It was not pretty. And, and so that's very telling for me to know what I need to work on. And my you know, pulmonary function wasn't great either. And so, like you said, it's so interesting you say that where people assume those things are okay. But for somebody like me who takes pretty good care of herself, if it's that ugly for me, what is it going to look like for most of our clients, you know? Yeah. And I think that's even people who, it's not even people who don't have a familiarity with the exercise. I think it's people who are experienced exercisers. Like we were talking about a lot of the guys that we see playing power sports like football or basketball and don't realize that the real rate limiter and performance can be that pulmonary function. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, and, and that's what, that was like, when I'm, when I'm sitting here saying, you know, that, that summer of 2015, we really didn't know where we we're going to go. And that's honest truth. Mm. And, you know, the, the books come out since then and some other things, but still, I, I think the greatest thing is, you know, and we had to fight, we'd had to fight insurance companies and, and the, the, the present dogma. But if, if we could ever get everybody during their annual physical in America, to then get referred to a physical therapist that had a vitality age test or some other company comes out with something better. That's great. Mm -hmm. But that type of test that really those results are sent back um, to the, to the doctor, then, then it's, it's a great thing. We had a little lady come over to our house. She was our first person ever. She was our, she was our Chuck Yeager, you know, yeah. <laughs> like 80 years old. And she comes in and says, every time I go upstairs, I, I get shorter breath. You know, I get worn out. So, you know, classically, as if she went, came to me as a doctor, you know, we're going to send her to the cardiologist first, and they're going to do a stress test. If it fails, we have to do a, you know, have to do a heart cath. You know, anyway, the point, and then she goes to pulmonary function. Then she goes to, the, you know, she, they go around the world, and they spend, it takes months to do this because you have to wait for the appointment and wait for the results, go back to your doctor. So what this does is she came over, and she told us that. And we were able to, her cardio was great. Everything was great. And her pulmonary was the big outlier for her. Her pulmonary was what was it, what it was. So we started on a little pulmonary uh, training um, that, that we've developed. Y'all seen some of that. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, we also got her to go to her doctor and they started her on a little albuterol to do. And we found out a little dirty secret. She finally admitted that she had told everybody for years she never smoked, but back in like when she was 20 or something, she smoked for like 10 years. So she probably did a little bit of damage, you know, probably had 10 years of COPD. This you, know, you won't see on the x-ray, right? But anyway, it was amazing because then she, she called us and she's like, I, I just, I just fast tracked all that work that would have taken months, all those appointments, all those tests. And we got right to the situation and I feel great now. And, uh, and and so you know and, and she did go get formal pulmonary function testing that mm -hmm. that revealed she had a little a little bit of COPD and that's mm -hmm. when they put her on the little the little um, albuterol I think she may may have started on a little Advir too but 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 she so she had the medicine and then she had our training to get her lungs stronger which is 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 what you want to do you always want your lungs your heart everything else to be the best and that's that balanced approach that you guys are looking for 
I think that most of our patients nowadays are looking for, you know, in America, it's really funny, more toward the West Coast, and I'm generalizing, but more toward the West Coast to get over there, you know, it's more holistic, and I don't want to take mm -hmm. any medicine. More to the East Coast, it's more, you know, it's more medicine. Maybe there's too much polypharmacy where we're just, you know, everybody's relying too much on medicine. But mm -hmm. I think as an overall trend, people in America want to do everything they can do naturally. And then what medicine do I, do I absolutely necessary, you know, for me to take? And, and that's kind of our, our approach. So, yeah, so, it, you know, it, it's nice. We also have a story about, I'll, I'll call his name Donnie. We started doing this with some mm -hmm. of the football programs uh, locally. So you got this, you got these great athletes, you know, they got eight packs and they bench press, you know, 250 pounds. So everybody thinks they're totally healthy. So we just did a little randomized trial for free on all these kids and did the vitality age assessment on them. And Donnie was one of these kids that the coaches thought was a quitter. You know, he, they'd have a, a 10 win sprints and on, you know, he'd, he'd win the first two or three because he was fast, but then he mm -hmm. would just stop. So all, all the coaches, you know, just kind of already had it. He's mentally weak, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. And he'd gone through traditional doctor testing and everything was negative. So we did, Donnie, Donnie came in and his pulmonary studies were a little low. And I looked at Donnie, I said, were you, bo were you born premature? Because sometimes little boy preemies will have little lungs aren't quite as strong. And he went back and asked his mom, he called me and said, oh, yeah, I was born, you know, it was five weeks earlier or whatever. You know, he was kind of mm -hmm. amazed, I guess that. Well, anyway, we started Donnie on a little pulmonary really basic pulmonary uh program a lot of it was the nasal run that we can talk about later but mm -hmm. uh we, and we were in malibu we were going the next summer and donnie was still doing his workout with uh, coach rager and brandon rager mm -hmm. and stuff and uh the other kid the hit coach that really didn't think there's any credibility to our program for athletes he thought it was great for patients but didn't think it'd, it'd do anything he calls me i remember he calls me and says i can't believe it and they call me coach doc <laughs> Coach John, I can't believe it. And I said, what, what do you cannot believe? And this, this guy was, you know, he was skeptical. He really was. He, he thought, he, I mean, honestly, I, he and I did not get along most time. Mm -hmm. He thought I was just in the way and all that stuff. But anyway, he calls me. He says, we just had 707 against this really great team over in Niceville, which is a, you know, has, has a lot of good teams in Florida. He said, and Donnie had like five of the six interceptions. He, he mm -hmm. finished his first in all the sprints now. And, and, you know, and, and the thing was so nice, it was, I mean, it was nice to be vindicated about our testing, you know, having some value. Yes. What I liked the most was Donnie went from the loser category mm -hmm. to the winner category, mm -hmm. just because we had taken time to run a test on them. And, and what can you do to change somebody's life? So I'm going to get real holistic for a second. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to make people's health better, but, that we want to make people's health better so their life's better and whether that's a, yeah whether that's a and i you know this is when i get emotional whether that's giving two more years to a granddad so he can be with his grandkids and the grandkids have a granddad for two more years that's important mm -hmm. whether that's a, whether that's a mom that's trying to you know maybe a single mom trying to hold down a job and get to all her kids sporting events and she's trying to be you know go in the backyard and play football with her kids a little bit increasing her performance or maybe it is maybe it is an elite athlete you know that that's great but but the honest truth is you know i love the older lady you know story and i love the donnie story because i feel like we impacted their lives yep. and who they were and who they could be and and donnie you know donnie didn't go play college football or anything like that but who he was you can see him walking with confidence now and he was proud of himself and you know 
is just, it's a wonderful thing when you can actually change somebody's whole life. And that's really what all of us are in healthcare to do. Absolutely. Like that resonates so well with us because that's the thing that we try to get our clients to tell us like on day one, whether it's their phone call before their first visit or in their evaluation, it's not, you're here to see me for your shoulder pain or your back pain or your knee pain. It's why does that matter to you? Oh, well, I can't get on the floor and play with my kids. Yeah, there, that's a problem. We can fix that. You know, we can make your quality of life better. Like that, it's not the thing that's the pain <laughs> or the body part. It is, what is this preventing you from doing and how is that impacting your quality of life? I mean, that's huge. Right. That's, I had um, recently a patient uh, working in, I was working in an outpatient clinic and she was, you know, she was, uh, I guess, late sixties, early seventies. And I, you know, you ask her, you know, you keep coming, you're doing a great job. What's your motivation? Because it was a patient that I picked up. Um, from another therapist. And so I'm like, what's your motivation? And she said, I love spending time with my grandkids and we love going camping and I need to be able to get up and down and put tents up and be comfortable on the ground and getting up. And I have to lift the kayak up to put it on the top of my car. I'm like, oh my word. Okay, let's work the whole body. And that's here. a list. Yep, that's a list. But that's mm -hmm. great. I love mm -hmm. it. <laughs> you know, and, 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 I'll, and, and I'll tell you this, I recently had a health problem that, that thank God I was able to find some great doctors and a great surgeon over in Atlanta to do something rare. I had had the rare condition of superior mesenteric artery syndrome mm -hmm. where my, uh, where my duodenum, now the first part of the small bowel gets kind of squeezed between the superior mesenteric artery and the aorta. But anyway, you know, I got home after that whole experience and I can hardly walk up the stairs. I've lost, you know, 30 something pounds over a month and, you know, the nutritional deficiencies, et cetera. And it's been a long five months rehabbing, but, you know, and, and I had to rebuild my blood and, and my iron and, you know, just everything and the whole nutritional rehab, but it's, and, and I'm still not there yet, but I remember the first time my boys and I, we'd sit on the futon that we have in the, in the middle of the, the dining uh, not dining, uh, the, the great room mm -hmm. to lay on. And the first night that we got on the floor and I started tickling them again, it took probably about three months before I, I tried this because all the abdominal surgeries I had. Mm -hmm. um, and my kids, both of them look at me almost teary and said, daddy, this is the best night ever. We mm -hmm. have so missed tickle time, <laughs> and, mm -hmm. you know, and there's never going to be a monument to me about it. I don't have a gold medal for it. Nobody, I'm not going to have any letters after my name because of tickle time. But mm -hmm. I guarantee you that, that, that's, that was, that's what I've been doing my recovery for, mm -hmm. you know, is for tickle time. And so I can throw the football in the backyard a little bit. And yeah, well, well I'm, I'm, I'm excited to go back to work next week as an ER doctor. I'm excited to start having some vitality pro camps to have you guys over. Will mm -hmm. we be able to do exactly what we did in the past? I don't know. But, but yeah, just, just impact and uh, people's lives. And now I know what that's like personally because of what we've gone through. So the mm -hmm. feeling for Regina and I, and we've talked with you guys about think going forward in the future of future plans. It's even stronger now because of what I've gone through, take having my health and my fitness taken away for a short term and the lessons I've learned and God wants me to learn through this to, to better my life and other people's lives. Yeah, we, mm -hmm. we got a real passion now. It's, it's like doubling down, you know, putting more chips on the table. Yeah, we really, really want to, we want to make that impact for other people. Yeah, that's where it's at. It, I really appreciate you guys sharing that because that's, I think that's why we connect so well. Yeah, that's exactly where Jess and I are at, where 
it, it's not just a job and it's not just for us as physical therapists, pain management. It, it is very much, and that's the thing that I think sometimes people don't, don't believe. Maybe it's because they don't have the time or they think that like they're just supposed to live their life in this way where they're just supposed to deal with their pain or life is just one of those things where it gets more challenging as you go and you become physically less able and they think that they just have to accept that and they don't realize that there's this movement and that's I think one of the things that connected us with you with you guys was we're seeing this more and more. There's this movement of medical providers and allied health professionals who are basically saying like in, in a very loud, you know, uh, way, even though we're still, I feel like in the minority, you know, that, mm -hmm. Hey, what we're doing here, like this, this is a calling. Like I'm, I'm not showing up to work every day just to collect a paycheck. Like I'm here to, to help people to the best of my ability in the ways that like God has kind of shaped me to be able to help people. And it's, it's about nothing less than yeah, improving your quality of life. It's not about me just showing you how smart I am or like making you think like I'm your personal savior. I'm the only one who can fix your pain. It's about empowering you, you know, as the patient to be able to reclaim, you know, your life, your physical life, your, your, your emotional life, your spiritual life, all, all of those things, treating people as people and not just, patients or problems. Um, and I think that's what's really coming through, you know, w as we're having this conversation and what we've talked about in the past, that that's where it's at. I think this is where medicine, you know, really needs to go. And I think it, it, it's getting there. So. Well, you know, and, go ahead, Frank. I was just going to say, you know, and, and there's, there's two, you know, our company, we don't, we don't put scriptures all over our website. Um, you know, and stuff like that. But, but as, as guiding principles, we decided, you know, there, there are two scriptures in, in out of the Bible that were really great. What, and, and it, the people that have been to Vitality Pro that are Christian, atheist, agnostic, Jewish, Muslim, you know, we've had them all and we, and we invite everybody and we love everybody. But it's funny that it's actually some of the non-Christian population that, that have loved that we take John 10, 10, that Jesus came to bring life and life more abundantly. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want us just getting by. He mm -hmm. wants us to be the best. And, and, and like my situation, I probably will never be hundred percent physically what I was, but, but still the desires to be hundred percent of what I can be. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I've gotten to work with great people like Bethany Hamilton, who has one arm, you know, after the shark attack and she still mm -hmm. surfs and kills it out there. And I work with Jesse Billauer, who's a quadriplegic and still surfs, you know, so, you know, don't show me your disability, show me your ability type stuff. So, you know, what's, <laughs> what's ahead, John 10, 10, that it, we need to go after that abundant life. And then the other one we pair with that is Proverbs 27, 17. It says, as, as one person, uh, as iron sharpens iron, one person sharpens another. And that's mm -hmm. our mission is to, to aid that other person and get that abundant life for them the best they can do. And, you know, and, and if you're, in, if you're up in the, you know, uh, Kansas city area right now and you want somebody, you know, I'm just going to say this for you. I'm going to plug for you guys is <laughs> you, you you, you, you've been to the places and say the doc or the PT has been too rushed and they're good people. I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm not saying that at all, but the system is so rushed right now that it's really hard, but you just want something different. You want somebody that's going to look at you as a person and want to know about you and your kids or your grandkids or, or that, that, a, that a 5k walk is important to you to complete. 
then you need to come over here to, to and, and give Restore a chance because these people are going to really, really give you more than your money's worth because it's not about money. It, these no. people really care about you. And so I'll plug you guys, okay? Well, well thanks, Frank. <laughs> we appreciate it, Frank. Yeah, that's a, you hit it on the head, too. I mean, that is why we do what we do. Yeah. Like, we feel like our patients are our family. We love hearing their personal stories. We pretty much know all of their family's names. <laughs> you yeah. spend a lot of time with them, which is great. Like, that's best part of my job when I get to hear things like that or when my clients text me, hey, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. I haven't done this in three years. Like, thanks for the help. Like, those, those are the, the best things ever. And, Absolutely. Uh, that's why we do what we do. But you guys are amazing. Like, we do what we do because of you guys. We're offering Vitality Pro because of you guys. And I can't even tell you how impactful our weekend with you was. Again, this was two years ago. I still think about that all the time. I'm a beach girl. I, I grew up going on vacation. I'm spoiled. But I haven't been to the beach in a very long time. And it was just phenomenal to be in the sun, to be with people who love Jesus and who are good people, who are teaching us things. I mean, Frank, half the things you said went way over my head. I'm like, you are so smart. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Jess I need to like, go home and study. Yeah, like, we're, we're on the plane ride back. Jess is like, we you need to get on Amazon. We need to order some books. Like I'm going to do some studying. I'm like, yeah, we can do that. That's not a problem. Yeah, that's so, that's you know, how I roll. You, you, you stand tall when you stand on the shoulder of giants. And I'll tell you something. I have had the pleasure of standing on the shoulder of giants my whole life. I always tell people I'm Regina's Regina's like a Lamborghini, you know, going about 2,400 RPMs. I'm a Yugo that's going about 9,600 RPMs. trying to keep up. So, so I make, I make a lot of noise and, and you hear a lot, but I'm not really that smart, but I have, for, for, I, it's funny, my, my friends out in California call me Forrest Gump or they call me Bama because I'm from Alabama. Right. And, uh, yep. and, and, you know, it's funny they just, they always say, say, you know, how, how, how can you, you know, have been with so many people, you know, how do you get to work Kelly Slater? How do you get to know, you know, Larry Hamilton? Um, how'd you get NASCAR and stuff like that? And, and yeah, it truly has been Forrest Gump type of thing where God's good providence has allowed me to be with people. I mean, I get to know people like Dr. Al Pacifico at, at, at UAB. And he was the guy that was doing surgical choreography and the, the, the mindset of, Oh, how, how do you choreograph things? Because the sum of everything's, if you choreograph it right is, is, is higher, you know, and that's mm -hmm. kind of where we started thinking about, you know, if, if your cardiovascular score is almost perfect for your capacity, then why don't we go to something else that's your, that's your you know, your low-lying fruit or your limiting reagent? And, 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 and like pulmonary was it for, for me and for a lot of people. And that was the breakthrough was, oh, my gosh. You know, I've got, I've got the heart of at, at age 45, I guess I was at the time. I got a heart of like a 20, you know, I, I registered a heart of a 21-year-old but my lungs were like a 39 year old mm -hmm. and not only was that low lying fruit by itself, but the fact that it acts as a restrictor plate or a governor, so to speak, on, on, on the heart and on every other system, because if you can't run as fast, then, then, then obviously your mobility's impeded. Mm -hmm. And so we started not figuring out that it's not only that one individual thing, but it acts in a m multiplier effect, restricting a lot of other stuff. And that's why it was so important to go and address these low-lying fruits. We talk about mobility. You know, as you get older, mm -hmm. your mobility becomes one of the greatest things. You, you physical therapists know, I think after age 64 or 5, you know, if you have a hip fracture, um, 
fall and have a hip fracture, one of those three people statistically will be dead in a year because yeah, of blood clots or, yep. or other things. You know, and it's my wife and you guys that teach me that kind of stuff. So, you know, I remember there was a day in the ER that I had three people fall and have hip fractures. And I, I went to each of them not to be mean, but I actually went to them to motivate them for you guys because I knew y'all be walking in the next day after surgery and they wouldn't want to walk. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I said, and I would say to them, I said, there's three people, I have three patients right now, all with hip fractures. And you don't have to outrun death. You just have to outrun the other two. Mm -hmm. you know, it's, kind of like, it's kind of like the old bear story. You don't have to outrun the bear. You just got around your friend. <laughs> yeah. The bear chasing the two of you. And, and, literally, and, and literally, I told all three of them, and the physical therapist at, at the hospital came up to me that Regina works with. They want, she wasn't there, and they came up to me like the next week said, Dr. Merritt, I just love the fact that you scare all these patients. I said, well, I don't want to scare them. <laughs> I want to motivate them. But, you know, they're like, they, we walked in and we were used to like, oh, we don't want to get up, leave. I need more pain medicine first. And the patient's like, you know, if I don't get up here and beat these other two people with hip fractures, I'm going to die. Get, let's go. Let's go walk around. <laughs> I don't have time for the medication to take effect here. So. Yeah, yeah. And so we know that the, this pulmonary, we know that, you know, what we've learned in Vitality Pro is not going to make us a lot of money because that we don't want to use it like that. Mm-hmm. We have been offered large money, but we, we, you know, to your listeners out there of all ages, here's the three big things that you're probably going to die from. You're going to die from cognitive decline, mm -hmm. or you're going to, or you're going to die from pulmonary decline. Like, you know, like, like given the COVID right now, or just pneumonia, if your, if your lungs aren't low enough to, are strong enough to handle this, it's, it's going to affect a, a person with weaker lungs more so than a person with stronger lungs yep. and there's other there's other factors obviously but mm -hmm. but you want to have good lungs even for regular flu or pneumonia later on or it's mm -hmm. going to be mobility and and there's overlap between all that too and i'll put another category in there which is mental health but i you know i'm not a mental health expert so we'll leave that off to the side the psychosocial spiritual is very very important but as far mm -hmm. as just the body going it's going to be cognitive it's going to be pulmonary or it's going to be and the funny thing is this is everybody's going to put cardiovascular health as the number one reason people die you know and it is one of the top five reasons people die because they put strokes and vessel disease and heart disease all together so they get a lot of statistical power and i'm not doubting that but what i'm saying is is i don't think we've really been looking at how people's decrease in mobility for 10 years gradually made their heart made them not go out and get their heart healthy uh we, we haven't been looking at how their lungs not being strong and getting respiratory infections made them where they couldn't go out and have an active lifestyle sort of made their heart more susceptible. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So the, the, the data we're looking at and the numbers we're getting, and we're just looking at it a different way. And I value I'm, my best, one of my best friends down here is a, is a cardiologist that comes over to, to, to work out, you know, Vitality Pro and, you know, the weights under the water made him kind of nervous at first, but he, but he, he was a champion. I appreciate everything that everybody does in cardio. I appreciate everything everybody does in oncology and all that kind of stuff. But, but if you look at the places that haven't been really touched yet and therefore are the low lying fruit, then you're looking to those other three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And can you go into a little more detail on kind of training the lungs, the sorts of things that you do with clients that you work with? Yeah. Um, so, so it's, you know, a lot, there's some trial and error, but there's better ways than trial and error. Um, there's, you know, science should not be trial and error. That's kind of what, you know, two-year-olds use and, 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 <laughs> and two-year-olds and me. 
uh, you know, you know, Tronair is good, but it's better to use science-based and database things to kind of move you ahead quicker. And that's where artificial intelligence, mathematical modeling, and stuff like that is very, very helpful in having people that can do that for you. So we we looked at all the tools out there. You, you'll see, you know, you can go on the internet and you see all these things you put in your mouth and you put in your nose, and they they provide resistance. Yes, they do, and they do have some value. I'm not I'm not going to put down anybody else's efforts. But, but I think there's a lot simpler ways to answer your question, Jess, after going through this for five years. Um, like instead of buying uh, some kind of device that, you know, is in your mouth and you're adjusting the, the, the volume, you can simply get a straw from, you know, the grocery store, from, you know, Chick-fil-A or, you know, McDonald's, or whatever. And the, the smaller the straw, the more resistance. And the longer the straw, the more resistance. And you can just, you know, kind of pinch your nose and try to breathe through that thing. And, and you're going to get where you got to take the straw out pretty soon. Mm -hmm. So I would start with a big fat straw and I'd cut it real short and try to try to breathe through that. Maybe you're on a stationary bike, something that's, you know, safe so you don't swallow the straw. But that was actually yeah, that's, that's very important to the listeners. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, we don't we just don't want any of our listeners coming and try to find you after they have to have like a, a straw removed from their esophagus. So. They wouldn't be they wouldn't be the first person in the emergency room history to have a straw removed. But um, but but there are if you want to go on Amazon, there are a couple of little devices you can put on that are kind of safer to use. Mm -hmm. Um so but the point is you don't have to get you don't have to buy something like that. No. I, let me tell you let me tell you the simplest thing we do. It's called a nasal run. Yep. You go out and, and run. Um, and I've had strength conditioning coaches say, with the NCAA is already hammers. We don't have time to add a new pulmonary area. I'm like, no, you don't have to add it. You just have to implement it and watch some of the stuff you're already doing. Because they, you know, they are kind of hamstringed with time and how much time they get with the players. And so what we do is we do, we have, like if there's a, if there's a mile warm up or half mile or you know, two laps or whatever, have all your athletes try to do as much as they can with just nasal breathing. And at first they're going to think it's not a big, big deal. But as, as your body heats up and as you breathe in and out more and more um, through the nose, the turbinates and the mucous membranes are going to actually uh, inflame a little bit and get congested. And, and so that's going to make the airway tighter. And uh, so Regina and I and the boys did that the other day, went for a little jog as part of my rehab from what I've gone through. Mm -hmm. And we did the first time I'd done a nasal jog and we did a mile and the first half mile was easy. The last half mile, I was so wanting to open my mouth so bad. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I'll tell you, you know, when you get to that point that you've got to really open your mouth, go ahead and do it. Obviously I don't want anybody passing out or panicking or whatever like that, but, but then try to go back to the nose as, as much as you can. That simple thing of your doing your warm up just with your nose while you're breathing for five or 10 minutes, or maybe it's your warm up. And I tell you the biggest thing is after you finish the warm up, the, trying to cool back down because the reason you're breathing fast is because of hypercapnia or or high carbon dioxide. You know your body's working, the engine's working so to speak. You know, and so you know it's like a car engine wanting to put off more exhaust if it's going faster. So is your body. So with the, the metabolic demand going on and everything's going on, we could talk about Krebs cycle and electron transport, but that's boring. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you, you're producing more carbon dioxide or exhaust, and as that registers higher, your body reacts with an increased respiratory rate or ventilation rate. And, and so sometimes I tell people, get to the point that you feel like you need to open your, your mouth and breathe, stop there and start walking. Take, a deep, take one or two deep breaths through the mouth, get yourself kind of cleared, 
and then and then cool down for the next five minutes as you're walking just with nasal and they're like man that that's hard i couldn't believe how hard it was and the great thing is you know you're getting a great workout because you're having to breathe in against resistance you're having to breathe out against resistance and you're motivated because because you want to breathe yep yep (laughs) yeah we've been using that uh ever since we went through um the camp with you guys Mm -hmm. and it i think the thing that i love about that most is besides the physiologic changes for the better and how it improves performance and i think probably a month after we we were training with you guys i think i sent you a text frank because i've got a couple of uh, younger guys that i train with and i was just smoking in conditioning you know and i'm like a good like 14 years older than these guys and i was like yeah this this seems to be working thanks for the help but <laughs> yeah i think i the, remember that yeah the thing the, well, you know the other thing that is cool about that, what I was going to say though, real quick, was just that when you breathe through your nose with your mouth closed, you have to actually pay attention to what you're doing. And we see so many people when they train, it's like body on, brain off, you know, or the clock goes three, two, one, and then they're not thinking about what they're doing anymore. And, you know, in terms of like what we see in PT, that's where we see a lot of injuries happen because people don't have any self awareness. But I think just getting people dialed in there a little bit, even through warm up, makes a difference to the degree that, like, I, when I am training people now, um, through our online training that we do with folks, that's just, that's standard. Like your mouth is going to stay closed through warm up because it, one, we know it's going to help prime the pump. It's going to help with your pulmonary efficiency and it's going to really dial you in too. It's like where you have, like you were talking about, it's like you can maybe run for a little bit with your mouth closed, but at a certain point you're going to have to really focus in to keep that tempo. And I see a lot of people, I think have this almost like ADD approach to exercise where it's like they want to get it done as fast as they can. And you can't do that if you're just breathing through your nose and you have no experience with that. Like that thing's going to go sideways pretty quick. So. And, and we do stuff um, you guys have seen as you go into hospitals, you see the little incentive spirometers that they give to all patients to take, you know, to remind them to take a deep breath. So they say, you know, take, five or 10 of these deep breaths every hour. So you don't get, you know, atelectasis, which is the, the lung collapsing on itself, which it can set up for pneumonia possibly. Mm-hmm. And so what, we, what we've done is we've just t- taken that little thing and, you know, quote, put it on steroids into quote, you know, we, we will, we, we'll train with it. We'll have people on a bike or have people running and they, that's, they've got to breathe in the incentospirometer, you know, so they got to get above, you know, uh, you know, 500 milliliters or whatever. And they don't get to take the next breath until that thing gets all the way back down again. So there's, you know, there's all kind of, it's kind of like, do we need all these special devices? And I think, I think there's, there are good devices out there. There's good equipment, but at some point the industry, the fitness and performance industry has said, Hey, I want to have something that I can make and sell. Oh, I'm not going to work on it. You know, Vitality Pro, we're just saying, how can we take something that's every day, kind of like Jack LaLanne, you know, did it with, with home exercises you know, and there's so much stuff already out there. It, it's just using it a different way. And, um, you know, we, we've really, we've seen benefit with that. I tell, I'll tell you something for, um, I, I think you guys know something about football up there. I think y'all maybe won a championship. Just a little something. bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Well, <laughs> yeah, we, we don't have to spend too much time talking about it, but I mean, that there's was. There's nothing else going on. Let's talk about the Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, everybody's depressed about COVID and everything. Let's talk about something fun. Let's talk about football real quick. <laughs> So mm-hmm. I'll tell you where this is going next generation is the fact that, okay, we, we've now been able to, you know, that, that people were slower, had bigger players, 
we're Alabama fans. So, you know, Nick Saban mm -hmm. had these big players that would, you know, he'd win a national championship. Then he went against Johnny Manziel that would, you know, or, or, or it's a Cam Newton or it's um, who, who was the guy from um, Clemson that uh, uh, Watson. 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 And yeah. those guys, Johnny Manziel was the one that just made, made Nick Saban say, I got to get smaller players more mobile because because the game's changing so we know it's all sped up a lot and then there's mm -hmm. been a lot of other changes one of the things we found out is that we can actually train a team to a certain cadence like you know usually there's about a seven eight second play usually there's about 21 24 seconds before the the next snap mm -hmm. so that's all kind of planned and everything you know it's the game sped up but what we found is that we could spend a whole offseason training an entire offensive team. You can't do this on defense because obviously you don't control when you're snapping the ball on defense. Mm -hmm. But you could do it on offense where you could actually sport specifically and time specifically train your whole offensive team to a certain time recovery. And say the coach says, well, I like a, I like a faster offense. I want to train mine for 21 seconds between. That's not game clock 21 seconds. That's, that's 21 seconds. Or I want mine at 21 yeah. 28 seconds. Well, now mm -hmm. we're taking the linemen, we're taking the running backs, we're taking quarterback, wide receivers, everybody, we're taking everybody, and we're spending the whole offseason training them. And they're going to be trained specifically for that. Mm -hmm. And what that's going to do is it's not going to do a whole lot the first quarter, but the second quarter, third quarter, you know, as the game goes on, it's going to pay huge dividends because you're talking about biochemistry. You are talking about Krebs cycle, electron transport system. You're talking about lactic acid. You're talking about CO2. You know, you're talking about being able to go to oxygen in and, you know, be aerobic instead of anaerobic. And what's really funny, just to kind of throw this out there, is, is we, envision, we envision the team that takes this having their own second clock, their own game clock, as you will, on the sideline. And now your quarterback's not snapping the ball until your, your second clock goes off because that's the peak performance for your team. It's not the peak performance for the other team. Mm -hmm. And as the game goes on and the play count goes on, and you know the play counts are getting crazy with hurry up now. I mean, it yep. used to be like 50 plays. Now it's 80, 90 plays on mm -hmm. one side of the football. I mean, just think about what that does to the yeah. other team. And I think, so the court – yeah, go ahead. So, well, just to, to tag on to that, which I think is really important when we talk about how we communicate the value of this to coaches and parents who are looking for smart ways to train their kids, even in a power sport, you know, we're seeing that cardiovascular and pulmonary function is the, again, that's the, the performance limiter right there. So what you're talking about, I think, is really interesting and I think really applicable even in a sport like football. So, Well, you know, it goes back to there's there's old uh, movie. I'm not condoning the movie because uh, yeah, I think I watched the TBS version. So parents are not saying you can't watch it. <laughs> But I saw the clean TBS version. But um, anyway, there was the uh, Beverly Hills Cop. And when Eddie Murphy puts the banana in the exhaust pipe, the car yes. cranks initially, but then it goes dead when they try to go. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about carbon dioxide buildup, exhaust buildup, impeding performance. Mm -hmm. and, and, and even health for people with COPD or exercise-induced asthma, stuff like that. So when you can, when you can not only take, take the banana out, but you can actually make a bigger and shorter exhaust pipe meaning that you're getting your exhaust out quicker through through a better diaphragm other things you're also learning techniques of how to pre-breathe how to post-breathe to get the carbon dioxide out then then what you're talking about and you learn this just very quickly on the back football field you mm -hmm. definitely had power and strength and speed but you saw how quickly 
you declined from your max um, because you didn't know you didn't know the little breathing techniques that some of our other guests that they had already learned just from a time or two being with us. They they had the cheating techniques, you know. Yep. Yeah, that was a humbling experience, man. I was on my knees, like in between rounds of pushing that sled. I was like, "What? Where'd the oxygen in this room go?" So uh, <laughs> and we were and just, outside. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and just and just to tell everybody that's listening, listen, uh, he, he comes in there and he, he actually is, is the, has the highest performance. So he's got the highest performance. It's not that the other people there were in better shape than him or more fit. They weren't. He, he was definitely the most. Tim was, was the best. But what we wanted to measure, we wanted to measure and see how many times he could, at a football pace, how many times he could stay at his best. And what we found in other studies is that most linemen in football uh, drop significantly. They, they, we want to keep people above 80% of their best. And with our study, we kept people above 78% of their best for eight plays. The average person is very much like you were, Tim. Mm -hmm. They will, by the third or fourth repetition at, at that fast pace, 21 second type thing, they mm -hmm. drop down to about 30% or even less. So you're talking about take, take, take somebody that squats 400 pounds mm -hmm. and now they're at 30%, they're squatting 120 pounds. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a big difference by the fourth play. Yeah. And so the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth play, they're down versus the other person that does pulmonary training through us or somebody else stays hopefully around 78% or 80, say 80%. So you got somebody, you got somebody that's doing a 120 pound squat versus somebody doing a 320 pound squat for, mm -hmm. for play four on. And that's what we're talking about is it, it'd be an astronomical mismatch. Yep. Well, uh, th that was the thing I think that, for me as a sports fan, gave me um, much greater empathy for the offensive linemen. <laughs> it's like, no, yep. no wonder these yeah. guys are, are trying to hold and trip these guys, you know, when they're driving down the field and trying to sustain a drive. <laughs> it's like these guys barely have any gas left in the tank and can barely breathe. And that's the thing I notice now that when I watch football, whether it's college or pro or even high school, I watch how those guys breathe. And you can see so many of those, those guys – you know, doing that, you know, chest and neck breathing. And I'm like, man, these guys, uh -huh. they haven't even, haven't even been trained on how to breathe properly. No wonder they're huffing and puffing and struggling to like stand up right. So. Well, and for our audience, guys, we didn't really kind of talk about the specifics of the nose breathing and why that matters. But the reason why that's important is because it makes us breathe through our diaphragm, right? And our diaphragm is what expands mm -hmm. our, our chest cavity and our lungs can expand to get oxygen in, correct? So mm -hmm. Frank, am yep. I right? <laughs> You know, you're, you're the MD here. <laughs> the, the, the doctor has spoken on the other side. That, that's exactly there it right. Is. So, you know, I, I love people that track what you're saying, and I'll pride myself on tracking what they say, and then hopefully being able to go right to, right in the conversation. And Jessica's just done that. Is we're lo we're looking at one of the largest, if not the largest, muscle in the entire body, being the diaphragm, obviously. Mm -hmm. And and nobody works it out. Mm -hmm. I mean, when's the last time you went went to the gym and said, "Hey, what are we doing today?" Oh, I'm doing pulmonary, but we should be. We mm -hmm. should be going in and saying, I'm going to put pulmonary, you know, at, a, at, at the beginning or end of every workout. I like, I like just putting it in every workout as a warm-up. Mm -hmm. and, and, yes, we should be building the biggest muscle in the body and not making it stronger, making it more powerful, giving it more endurance. And that's only going to help you with your performance. And you want to run a marathon, great. I, I applaud you for doing that. But I'm talking about just getting through the, the day – you know, and, and, and getting older and being able to have vitality and, and, and longevity. And, you know, like, and, and we keep on saying it, 
uh, with COVID. You know, we're looking mm -hmm. at 120 something thousand people in America that are, are dead from a disease. And, and I'll say this with a lot of respect, there, there's, there's different opinions and people when they're scared to say stuff or when they are misinformed, they say stuff. I had a friend of mine the other day, forgot that, that I had gone through a health situation. He said, yeah, but didn't that the people that are more high risk or older and probably about to die too. And I, I, and I just joked with him, kind of put him in his place and joked with him. I said, yeah, and being one of those high risk people right now, I guarantee you I want to live, I want to live as much as all you people that are low risk. And, uh, right. and he, he quickly apologized to me and, and we laughed. And, but you know, I just don't believe that, and, and this is where we're all the same, going back to John 10, 10, where we, abundant life is what we're supposed to be doing for our patients. You know, I don't think those people's lives, the 120 something thousand lives, you know, I don't think, I think they're significant. I think they're important. I think God reviews them important. I think they have loved ones that review important. And, and, and it's a travesty that this disease has been able to pick off the, the people that had uh, pre-existing conditions or high risk as we call them or were older and yes you know medicine's important but what if these people had a little bit more health a little bit more fitness could they have survived mm -hmm. this biological physiological stress and lived and i and i'm not a fatalist i love star wars and things to talk about fate but i'm not a fatalist i i, I think that I think that God knows the number of our days, but I don't think he numbers our days. I think he wants us to have an abundant life and make everybody else's life better around us. And, you know, and I think that that's the reason we, I love being in medicine. I love going in there. Somebody comes in very, very sick and, and without our assistance, it could be that they go to a funeral, but we win that day. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever outsmarted God. If he, if he really had them numbered, you know, he, Oh, mm -hmm. darn it. Frank. Frank was outsmarted me again. No, that's not <laughs> happening. You know, oh, Justin Tim outsmarted me on that mobility. No, no. So, so if it's their time to go, it's their time to go. But I think the fact is that if if we through medicines, through rehab, prehab, through offering fitness, through offering a vitality per, uh, age assessment, um, through our example, I think we should encourage one another to to be very very. And in my own health situation that I went through, people have commented. They said, how could somebody so healthy have gotten sick like you? And and comment Regina and I have had back from was, if I hadn't have been so healthy, I may I may not probably would not have made it through this health right. issue. And so it led me to be able to survive mm -hmm. um, this this biological, physiological stress. So, you know, my, my prayers, obviously, with a nation that's dealing with this, and we live in Florida, which is, you know, having over 9,000 new cases a day. We're, start, we're starting to become the new Northeast. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, that, that we really, we want everybody to social distance, wear masks, you know, wash your hands, um, don't touch your face, um, and do everything you can to be healthy as far as keeping all the other parts of your health well. But, yes, if you can go out and walk or run or bike, and try to keep yourself healthy. You know, maybe this isn't the best time to strain yourself and, and, and run a marathon and overtrain or something. But this is a very, very important time um, for people to stay in shape in a very healthy way. And, you know, going outside, you can usually find somewhere to go outside and, not, and be socially distant from other people. Mm -hmm. Or even if you stay inside, do it. And not only that, not only is that going to hopefully let you be able to survive 
if you catch COVID or make, help you where you don't catch it until we find a vaccine or herd immunity or whatever. But it's also going to help your mental health. The exercise mm-hmm. is, and that's a big thing that we're, that we're worried about, really. The numbers hadn't come in yet because it's kind of early, but as this thing continues, we're going to see people deplete their serotonin and maybe their dopamine and other things that, you know, we nerdy people talk about. Mm-hmm. But just to be that it be known, you know, exercise is a great way, especially to go outside to go outside and have exercise is a great way. So this is a time that yes, you know, make sure you're taking your medicine that any doctor would prescribe for you safely and, and go to your checkups with your mask and stuff. But don't don't drop the exercise. Mm-hmm. And if you and if you want to start doing some nasal breathing, maybe maybe you know, uh, start putting in a little bit of nasal breathing to get your lungs in good shape too. But yes, you you hit it on Jessica. You are the PhD in pulmonary fit. <laughs> She's got it. She's got well, it. Well, I I love the message of what you just said because I think in a season where it's very easy to feel like things are out of control. I keep thinking for our family, for those that I love, for our clients, for our friends, family, what can we do though? What can we control? We can control how we take care of ourselves. We can control what we eat. We can control how we move and how we manage our stress and our mental health. Make sure you still have connection with community. You know, all of those things in this crazy season of COVID with, you know, cases increasing, I think, those are important messages for our listeners to hear. Like there are a lot of things that you can actually do to help prepare yourself for this, whether it's prevention, whether you get it, but you recover, you know, there are a lot of things you can do um, that can really maximize your health. And I think that that's important for our listeners to hear in this season. So, yeah. Yeah. Well guys, where can our listeners find you? Because I think the Vitality Pro stuff is just phenomenal. And for those listening, um, we haven't really described the test exactly. We've been talking a lot about it for the last hour, but it's basically a five-part test. I mean, there's five different categories that we are assessing. Very quick test. We can get it done in 20 minutes and it's going to give you your vitality age. So I'll be like totally candid with mine. So when I had that done, I was 34. And what was my vitality age, Frank? Like 39. And it was really my, it was 39 shush now, but it showed me which categories were even higher than that. And those categories were brought down my overall age. But for those listening, if you're getting this test now, what it really tells you is where, like what Frank said before, what is the low lying fruit? You know, what is your weakest link and what do you have to improve? Because your vitality age, you basically want to be testing out your actual age or ideally younger. Like if you're Tim and you're, I don't know if you want to say your age, babe, but no, I don't <laughs> care. I just turned 44. That's fine. And Tim is testing out in his 20s and all of these things. So I won't even get started on how angry that makes me. <laughs> I mean, that's just, a good thing, no, but that's just I'm competitive. Like, yeah, that's your ruthless competitive nature coming yes. out. So I have some work to do to get my vitality age, you know, even lower to at least my actual age, but ideally, you know, much younger than I actually am. So that's the type of thing we're looking for. When we're talking about numbers here, you're going to get an overall age and you will get an age in each of those five categories and you can see what your low lying fruit is. So yeah, boys, anything that I should, that I'm missing? I'll say this real quick as a doctor that prescribes medicine when necessary. It, this is not, this is a thing. Some people say, well, this is a thing where the, the, the PTs and this doctor talking are competing against my doctor. No, not, not at all. We've had people that we've had people that were Ironman athletes that had high blood pressure, despite their incredible fitness mm-hmm. and they didn't want to take the blood pressure medicine. And I had them take the test. And then they came back six months later after being on their blood pressure medicine that they were non-compliant with. 
because they thought they could, you know, run off their blood pressure, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I explained to them that the less pressure they put on, actually the performance will improve as well. And so they start taking their blood pressure medicine and they saw how that lowered their cardiovascular age, mm-hmm. lowered it to a better age, just taking their medicine. So this is a situation, if there's a doctor listening, or there's a patient saying, well, I don't want to just come up with medicine and be holistic. We're not talking about an unbalanced approach or mm-hmm. imbalanced approach. Mm-hmm. We're talking about being responsible and, and, and patients, you know, if, if you need to take medicine for type two diabetes, for cholesterol, for heart disease, we, we're not gonna be the ones to tell you not to take that. We're just gonna add this other part where your body can be the best it can. And the second question I always get on that is, well, if I, get, if I improve enough, will I get off some of my medicines? The truth is, what we've seen is that a lot of patients are able to modify to their improvement, get their medicine regimen. And that means reducing the dosage, sometimes reducing the pills. Sometimes we've had a few pills that have gotten completely off of all their medicine. And we always encourage them to continue yearly uh, to go see their doctor because even though they're not type 2 diabetic anymore, or at least not type 2, needing their medicine, it may get to a point at a certain age they have need to take a little medicine again. But this is all about being balanced. And, and once again, if, if a doctor wants some somebody to get the benefit and make you look good and, and, and there's and there's health grades for all of us doctors so we can use all the help we can get from mm-hmm. Tim and Jessica and from everybody I mean I, mm-hmm. I want help from everybody I want a compliant patient I want a patient that <laughs> sees value in the medicine and the, and the therapies we give them then this is a great test because you're going to take it in the six months later or a year later you're going to take it again and you're going to be able to actually see that what the high blood pressure medicine does for for your longevity and vitality. You're gonna be able to see what the movement modalities that Tim and Jess have shown you or the other staff. And, you know, I, I'll go ahead and say this. I've, I've asked Tim and Jess, you know, that I really want for y'all's area to put on some kind of competition where we offer a discount rate or something. Mm-hmm. And I'll let, I'll let them come out with this. However, so we offer this test and then they offer you a program based on the results of the test. And then you come back in in six months and we, you know, we give out some prizes, but you know, mm-hmm. and it's fun to do. It's fun to do stuff like that. I, I like that. But the biggest prize is you're going to add time to your life, and you're going to add value to your life. And the biggest thing is, like Jess just said, you're going to find that you have control. The biggest thing I find patients telling me a lot of times, as a doctor, is I feel like I'm not in control. I feel like I just have to take these pills the rest of my life, and there's nothing I can do to change that. And that mm-hmm. is exactly the opposite message that we need to be sending. We want to put our patients back in control. You may need to be on some medicines, just like I had to have some surgeries and I had to go through some rehab, still am. And these are seasons in your life, but let's give you back the control. Your health is exactly that. It's your health. And we want you in control of it. We just want to be there to kind of help you and see it because medicine is so, the, the words we use and how does cholesterol impact you and how does high blood impact it's, it's so complicated. You know, I went to medical school and residency and I still don't understand some of it. It's complicated. Mm-hmm. So this test and, 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 and physical therapists like Tim and Jessica and others can help break it down where it's very easily understandable for, you know, a common person. And most people are very, very smart. And now suddenly you're in control of your health again, and you're going to start seeing results in six months or less, and you're going to feel better. Yeah. which is phenomenal. Yeah. Yep. I think that's what everybody wants to see. Sometimes they just don't know how to get there. And that's what all of us are for. <laughs> everybody right. needs a coach. We say that all the time. I'm lucky that I live with mine, but we all need a coach. <laughs> so 
Well, guys, and so where is Vitality Pro going and where can our listeners find you guys? Your your website, your social media channels, all of that. Yeah. So we, we, we it's funny, I, we were actually in hospitals awaiting different surgeries that I was going through. <laughs> we started getting contacted from Australia and Hawaii and all this other stuff. And so we, we're coming out of, out of a health sabbatical. And um, so we, we opened a new website, which is vitalityprousa.com because we're probably going to have a Canada one and Australia and some other things like that. And we're going to continue to be the company. We, we want to be the small little company that is helping other people, whether it be physical therapist or it's a pro athletic team or whatever. We want to be the little company that, you know, people don't really hear about too much that is behind and helping the excellence of somebody you do hear about because that lets us have time with our kids, with our faith, with our, with each other. Our marriage is important to us. Like, like you guys know, and we've made those decisions, but we will hopefully be Lord willing. If my health continues to improve, be starting back some camps. That is a lot of fun for us. It invigorates us. We, we have, uh, Fins come over and prepare the food, which y'all y'all know is oh, like I think about fins weekly. Yeah, I'm not we even joking. Fins. I follow yeah. them on Facebook. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and and it's just it's just sequence so great. We've been we've been doing the 17 hour fast, you know, and and you know our book, the 17 hour fast, is on Amazon. But we've been doing 17 hour fast. You come get to do fun modalities, and you're going to be you're going to be the best at something. Everybody out there is going to be the, somebody's going to be the best at one thing, and then they're going to be the worst at another because it's so yep. diverse. And then before you know it, it's over and we're sitting there in the garden next to the pool and next to our little chickens. And you're sitting there getting to have some coffee and some dark chocolate and acai berry bowl. And we go through the plant-based stuff. And then we, about an hour later, we always end up at Finn's eating one of those huge Todd bowls of chicken. So by that time you need protein. And it's just a great day to sequence kind of some things you need to do. And, and I'll I tell you what, Regina and I, we just feel so invigorated by it, by just being around people like, like you guys. And, you know, and, and I, I hope that what we'll do a little bit is travel around. I, I would love to see us, you know, maybe come see y'all for a weekend where we do some mm-hmm. camps. Obviously we can't do that right now with the mask and social distancing, but maybe next summer we start doing that a little bit. We'll go to Hawaii, we'll go to Australia and mm-hmm. try to show some of this stuff that, that we're doing. And, and um, you know, it, it's, I think it's the collaboration and you guys have added so much back and some of the suggestions that y'all have made and, and it just continues from what we did in 2015 and everybody sharing freely of it. That's just kind of the goal. We've had chance to make money, big money from Vitality Pro. We have made a decision not against making big money, but more toward making a big difference, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And so that, that whole summer that was beautiful, uh, like I said, with, with all the professors, uh, Stephen Dan Davis, with Laird Hamilton and Gabby, where we just freely, nobody was really worried about making money. We, were we just want to continue that. And we want, you know, so we, that we can all help our patients collectively and corporately. Yeah, that's well, great. And for you local folks, Tim and I need a vacation. So if anybody wants to go down to Panama <laughs> City Beach, let us know. Yeah. Frank and Regina we'll, will be we'll hitting be, you guys up. We'll be gone. We'll be gone. <laughs> yes. Regardless. We'd be happy yeah. to, to bring any of you guys to a camp if and when you guys are doing those again because they are they're a great time. It was very impactful for us. And guys, we really appreciate your time. You guys are both just brilliant. You're amazing people. What you're doing is phenomenal. So we're we're really excited to have our listeners just hear your story and hear what you guys are doing and just to be able to talk about Vitality Pro and just highlight your business because it's 
yeah, it's amazing. So yep. thanks guys so much for your time. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you guys. Thank you guys. We enjoyed it. We'll have you guys on again in the future, I'm sure, because we could talk for three hours. So <laughs> I know. Yes. But, I, I, but, but I will say this before we close. I just put I put a little plug for all four of us. So mm -hmm. as we work on this thing where they get time, I'm thinking of Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I, th I, I, think, I think if Tim and I can be sitting down there, like I'll, I can hold the clock one quarter and you can hold the clock the other, Tim. Yeah. And uh, my kids, you know, love the quarterback there in his hair and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we got yeah. Yeah, to get away to get my kids there to meet him and, and, and get their, his autograph. So. Yeah, we'll see if we can figure out a way. That's fantastic. So. And quick little story. Those of you who are local, our new therapist, Patrick, when he was interning with us and we told our kids, you know, we're going to have Patrick at the house. Literally, their first comment was Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> it was no, awesome. So we like, he's still oh, got his day I'm job. I'm so sorry, so. guys. I'm sorry. That's going to be a letdown. But no, this is a different Patrick. <laughs> That's all. all right, guys. Well, thanks again for your time. We'll talk soon. Thanks. All right, see ya. See Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Kansas City podcast. If you like what you're hearing, check out all of our episodes here or at RestoreThrive.com. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes to help others find our show. Restore Thrive is the home to Kansas City's top physical therapy and performance training practice. We're all about helping active individuals and athletes get back to the activities and sports they love without pills, injections, or surgeries. At our core, we believe that you should be able to grow strong and age gracefully. So whether you're trying to get ready for your next race, ready for your next workout, ready to keep up with your kids, pretty much ready to win at the game of life. Check us out and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Restore Thrive. Until next time, be well, everyone.